What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm your host, Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by the entire panel, Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What's up? Dogbot. Hello, sir. Howdy, y'all. And Grognak down in the dungeon taking notes. Hello. What's going on, guys? What's happening, guys? Um, I feel like we haven't done a show in a long time for some reason. Well, I think it's a really great day for it because I would like to wish everybody on the show a happy Killdozer Day. Well, thank you. I would like to wish you a very special happy Killdozer Day. Thank you, buddy. All right. You happy Killdozer Day, guys. That's right. Happy, happy Killdozer Day. Happy Killdozer sometimes, Day and fuck municipal governments, basically. Right. So, you know, sometimes reasonable men have to do unreasonable things. Absolutely. As, as a father, I understand this 100%. And if they weren't spraying us every day and putting stuff in the water, I'm sure there would have been 50 to 200 killdozer incidents by now. But they somehow managed to let one slip through the cracks. At least. At least 50. And you know what? Speaking of spraying us with stuff, they uh, recently just admitted it. Oh, by the way, we are spraying you guys. But it's for your own good. It's for your own good. This is uh, for COVID. Now they're saying they've been. So they've been spraying us for COVID for 60 years. Is that what's going on? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. With sure. con with contrails, because that's what I've been told that they are. Con- it's just, it's just contrails. Are they concentric trails? Is that what it is? Is it Concentra, the company, been spraying us? Is con? Is it a big? It's a con. That's what it is. No, it's consensual trails. It's cons- ah, because you consent. Ah, what if? Yes, yes. You consent if, by going outside. What if the civilian consents? I'm going to build a Faraday cage around my chickens. Did you get chickens? No, I oh. need chickens first. Oh, okay. I was going to say, who said, who was talking about chickens? Well, what if they're, how do I make sure they're not genetically modified chickens? I need them. Well, you have to. Someone who has original chickens. I, I, have, I have original yourself. chickens for you. Well, uh, just make how? sure. I mean, just make sure the roosters are away from the eggs. Right. You know, you Dude. don't like you want to be able to eat the eggs. So you, you don't keep want the roosters. The, you don't want the roosters impregnating the, the chicken eggs. No. I don't want like my roosters to fuck the eggs. No, you don't want the roosters to who All right. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's literally the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and I am embarrassed was, to have that known was pretty awful. I'm embarrassed to have known the person who said that. So anyway. Good lord. Who who Maybe. came first, the the chicken or the rooster on the egg? Uh, all right. Mm. Oh. Speaking of roosters, did you guys see that, that Zoomerwaffen rooster post? My chickens. Did you did you guys see that Zoomerwaffen rooster post where it was like the ultimate flex? The rooster crowed for like forty five seconds and then passed out from lack of oxygen. Oh yes. <laughs> it was like this big. <laughs> <laughs> And it just it, it literally just held just it. Fell over. It just held it like yeah, like a like a like like a metalcore singer right before a breakdown. Guys, why did the chicken cross the road? To go fuck a bunch of eggs. No, to get away from the rooster who's going to come on all the eggs. All right. Well, we both we both did the same joke. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why did the chicken cross the road? You're not supposed to like actually answer. Actually it, answer that. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was just. Uh, 
Like I mean, when I say knock knock, you're supposed to say who's who's there. I know, but these are the same kind of people that I, think I, milk. I, I, well, hold, hold on, on. Like, hold, dog butt. I'm hang on. I'm Let's... a rooster. I'm here to come on the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely, they're definitely not pre-fertilized, dude. You guys oh, don't know, like roosters, until you get a farm egg and you crack it, and it, you know, like you crack it, and it's got the, like the little red dot, and there you're like, oh, it's been fertilized. Okay, well, whatever. You're just, you know, you're not gonna you just cook it. And when you open one up, and it, and it's got like six little red dots. That is a busy ass rooster. Oof. Yeah, I don't know how that works with one egg, but I've seen that like multiple pregnancies in the same egg. Is- is that basically how you know you've got a regular foghorn leghorn out there? We do, we do. Uh, King Richard is—he's—he's uh, he's quite, he's—he's he's quite the ladies' man. Um, <laughs> but quite the cock of the walk. He is. Well, yeah, he keeps the—he keeps the girls in line, and uh, you know they keep laying, and we keep having too many. We keep having more eggs than we can eat. So we're actually water glassing. I don't know where this is like not spoopy at all, but like we're actually doing the old. Um, Scandinavian method of storing eggs for long term uh, without freezing them or anything. So you just you use uh, pickling lime and water, and you put the eggs in there, and they last for like two three years. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you don't have to sell them to your neighbor and like not and then have to buy eggs. You sell them in the summer, then you have to buy eggs in the wintertime. You just have eggs. So that's, do you also just base. drink the water after? No, it's got lime in it. I know you don't want to drink pickling lime. Kind of poisonous. I don't know. I sounds, think. sounds like a good time. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's poisonous. I'm sure it's not good for you. But yeah, no, it, it preserves the egg as long as it has the natural bloom, which is on the outside of it, um, of an unwashed, freshly laid egg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you throw them in there pretty pretty early on after you get them, then mm-hmm. they're good. Yeah, and like I said, they're good for two or three years, and then you have you have you have fresh eggs in the middle of the winter time. When your chickens don't lay, and you don't have to cheat and like make your chickens lay in the wintertime, you can give them the break. Some people like do artificial uh, light; they they leave a light on inside their coop, so chickens lay according to like the light cycle. So if there's not a lot right. of sunlight, they're not going to lay. Right. So if you give them artificial light, they'll lay through the wintertime. It shortens their lifespans, um, egg laying abilities. So it's actually not that was, a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say it's like throw, it's like permanently throwing off their circadian rhythm. Basically, yeah, it's it's almost like putting people on a thirty and a thirty-one day month instead of a month. Huh, I, I like it. Yeah, or natural cycle. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, I turned it around and made it a little bit spoopy at the end. <laughs> we have more spoop though. We do. We have, we do. We have some more spoop. Also, uh, I have a surprise. I'll tell you guys at the break. Reinhardt, you kind of know, but uh, surprise for everybody coming up soon in an episode soon. TM. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm telling you guys. All right, uh, real quick, we got uh, where's that email? I wanted an email from our buddy Bjorn Magnuson. He said he was listening to the show the other day and he heard about our problem, my problem with wasps. He says he lives in Louisiana. We have a real problem with wasps here. He owns an old home in historic area. All of the porches in this old home, when we bought it, were painted sky blue. He said, this is done because the wasps will not nest on your ceiling or your rafters, eaves, or overhangs if you paint them the color of the sky. P.S. It works. There you go. So we were talking about wasps a couple weeks ago, and uh, somebody thought they'd give us a little tip. Thank you, Bjorn Magnuson. Nice. 
Yes. Wasps are pretty based, though. No. Like they're, wasps. They're actually not. Well, I mean, the people, maybe, okay. but yeah, no, and they're not actually. I mean, some of them, Norfiners, maybe, but like. Like, my favorite kind of wasp is the tarantula hawk. Have you ever seen one of those? Those things are weird. They're freaking yeah. awesome. They're, sure. I mean, but wasps in general are kind of assholes. So. If I, no, if they I are had. Asses. If I had my druthers and I wanted to extract information, someone, which I don't, like, you know, not even in Minecraft, but uh, I would I'd definitely tie their arm down and I would set a tarantula hawk on it. And, uh, you know, you don't want to get stung with one of those. I give them the old no, coyote Peterson. It, yeah, just huh? shake it up in a mason jar and stick it on their chest. Right. Uh, you don't have. Yeah, you don't have to shake it up in a mason jar. They're no. already ready to go. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, they're, they're, they were born pissed off. They so, are. They're very angry. Uh, yeah, angry yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to make the like. There's, there's probably not much of a threshold of making them more pissed off. But I, <laughs> no, I see what you, I see what you're saying with the mason jar. Mm. What I said was for effect, definitely for effect. It, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make like a YouTube video out of it, or if, like I said, if you're gonna do the old Coyote Peterson, where he like gets a bug or whatever it is and puts it on his arm, lets him bite him, and he videos the thing. I'm not trying to advocate for mass media consumption here, but there is a series you can watch for free on YouTube, and it's called Kings of Pain. It aired on uh, History Channel, and these guys, uh, they're trying to uh, create what uh, they call like a, a pain scale, and they go around the world, and they let different stuff sting and bite them. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty based. It, no. It's, That's pretty cool. It's, I mean, no. It's not. None of it's neither of those two things. It's neither base nor cool to let insects it's, sting it's, you. It's real dude. It's not just it's not just insects like they, they, they put their hand on a lionfish. Yeah, no, I know. Like, like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's really like it's, it's like a version oh, of jackass. It's it's like jackass meets, you know, Wild Kingdom. Kind of I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, like I mean, I don't I don't know like why you're counter signaling this. It's, I don't know. It's literally it's, I mean, did okay. they episode like, where they so cool. have to go and have like, you guys slap not heard a gorilla on the back of the head? Have you guys not heard what happens when I get bit by like any bug? You die. I'm not. I don't die. I'm not allergic. I'm not gay. All right, but like I react poorly. You guys remember that picture of my hand when I got stung by the bee in the garden last summer? Oh yeah. Yeah. He he turns Armenian. He he goes from Italian <laughs> to Armenian. Like, that, there's really not yeah, much like, difference like, at this point. Like, like, like his at body, point. his body like covers with hair like a that, lichen's rope. You know, there's <laughs> really not. There's not much difference. If you go to any Italian restaurant or pizza joint, actually, in most cities, well, they're, they're owned all, by Armenians. Now they were originally Italian, and then the kids didn't want them, and now they are owned by an Armenian who looks like an Italian. No, it just talks like one. They definitely don't look much Italian. Yeah, like they're all Greek here. It, no Italian. Yeah, Greeks. Greeks, Albanians, and Armenians. They're all they fairly all interchangeable. A, they all have a cook. They all have a cook that looks like the guitarist from System of a Down, like this bug-eyed, <laughs> weird creep in the back. Yeah. yeah. Usually named Nico or some form of that. Yeah, yeah. Rico, Nico, Tico. Yeah. Or Ari. <laughs> Got s- several strange tattoos from jail. Yeah. Good pizza though. Man, what is this episode even about? I forget. Um, it's Friday, so it's a it's a it's a story time episode. It's a theme episode. Yes, this is not the live Nationalist Inquirer live on Pilled D Live or Odyssey, where you can catch us every Tuesday night live at eight thirty Eastern, seven thirty Central. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, I'm sorry. 
but you can listen to us if, if, you're, on, if you're on the west coast just catch us during dinner yes you have to catch us during dinner and that's not our fault that's just the way that uh that's the way time zones go so but yeah, yeah check thank us. you jews very cool this was time zones jews probably oh uh, i thought i i there was something there was a daylight savings time was Jews, I think. Uh, daylight savings time deserves to be abolished permanently. It does. I mean, while I, I do, didn't uh, they didn't they decide to do that in the Senate or something? Yeah, I was. So is it gone I, forever? Like I don't have to deal with it anymore? I don't know. You want to let me answer the first question first? Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. just excited about canceling daylight savings. Well, yeah. So apparently they abolished it in the Senate and. This was the last time it'll happen. We'll see what happens in the fall if they try to make us fall back. I don't mind the fall back so much. You know, everybody, everybody nobody minds the extra hour of sleep that first week. But you feel like you're getting. You're not actually getting. It's like your taxes. They take, you know, in a way they give you some of it back. Either way is your money to begin with. Yeah, and if you have young kids, it ruins your life. Yes. Yes. Also, because so it fucks with their bedtime. Yeah. yeah, the guy who came up with time zones in the first place was a Scotsman. Oh, oh. Sir Sanford Fleming. Oh, 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 even worse. Was he a true Scotsman? Founded, hey. <laughs> founded the Royal I, Canadian Institute in Toronto. Uh, he was a, let's see, surveyed the first railroad route across Canada. He's probably a Mason. You think? I mean, as soon as I saw Scottish, I was like, oh, 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 they were gonna, there mean, it is. Probably a French, right? You know, yeah, York. Couldn't be, couldn't be Scottish. Nah. Anyhow, not that's like saying Andy you have a Dutch... in London or Greenwich. Yeah, that's like saying you have a Dutch merchant ship that's not full of Jews and slaves, right? Well, right. Okay. Well, you, full you didn't of have Jews. To, yes, you, you were fine slaves. until yeah, yes. until you, got, you went a little Dutch. too far at the end. Yeah. Slaves implying. Yeah, I was going to say, Jews, yes, slaves, eh. Did you guys see that video? I know it's TikTok, and I know it was like a black dude with dreads, but did you see that that video with a black dude with dreads talking about slavery and how blacks did not come over on ships? Yeah. He's like, yeah, wasn't he showing, he, wasn't he showing pictures of like all the crews and everything? And he's like, there is not a single slave in any of these pictures and, of this entire crew and cargo. Right, and, and they're going back to early 1800s, like when... You know, when supposedly photography first came out, and if slaves were coming over until the eighteen, when when did they stop bringing over slaves? Eighteen fifties. Is it is it the the same thing that was going on? Why we don't see any people in like Moscow or London or Prague? Is it just the daguerreotype photography? It's just daguerreotype photography. Empty streets and shit. Well, yeah. You see, what it did is it only captured the. it was white privilege. What was that? What was captured? Yeah, you know, white privilege in photography. Right. Well, that's the thing is he was saying that um, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures of white people coming or jam packed. I mean, sardines as you would picture slaves, you know, to be coming across. But not a single black, not once. Yeah, I don't buy it. I also never. I also never found the um, the narrative that they had come over and were just literally chained into these little like oh. smaller than the capsule hotel yeah. spots no, it, for months no, at a time stacked like, like cordwood this is your this is your inventory and you're treating them like this there's no way stacked this is like the cordwood. diagram of the ship where they you know that that famous diagram of a slave ship that you'd see like i remember finding yeah. it pretty difficult to believe whenever they would force that on me in u.s history class in public school you yeah. know I, i'd look at that and i'm like 
Well, I thought the voyage took months. And people have to shit. People have to eat. People have to move. Hmm. There's no way there's there's no way you could just there's no way that that arrangement would ever work. No, you couldn't you know? have you couldn't have 500 people chained together for that period of time for that length of a period of time, you know, in that small of a space and not have people dying literally like right. the entire you would lose like, yeah you would you'd lose, lose like 80% of your inventory you yeah you lose 80% of your inventory the half the crew would get dysentery like it would be it would be terrible it was none of that stuff is real it's just, just yeah if we're if we're looking at it from like a a germ theory normie perspective i mean uh, everybody would have been at risk or dead yeah absolutely nobody was, nobody was social distance nobody was wearing masks you know there's no vaccines Kidding. There was also, well, I mean, I can I can guarantee you this: if they really brought over that many, I'm, I'm sure there was no relaxing, either. Oh, absolutely, nobody relaxed yeah, for the yeah for the guys on board that were supposed to be responsible for taking care of them. Yeah, you know, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty weird. Yeah, for yeah. these for these Jews, like you've got let's say 300 slaves, right? And you're treating them like this. If half of them die, the other half are worth a fraction of what they would have been before. It, there's there's just no way. There's no way no, they would have been it. okay losing out on that much money. No, I don't believe in it. Just like I don't believe no. any Jew's going to wander around a desert for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, you guys have no, heard this like one, the, though. Be like the family guy, uh, Jews in the desert. Uh, did they do one of those? I've been thinking, Moses! Moses, yeah, come like here! Aaron, your brother's lost! He doesn't know where he's going. I've seen this. Oh, bush. look at that! Paul Rises coming to town. Oh yeah, that's great. No, it's, no, it's like yeah. We've been by this, but he's up by talking to the burning bush. He's out there burning some bush. That's what he's doing. He's smoking something. That's why we've been wandering around these circles for forty years, Moses. Hey, he's eating all the mana. Look at him. I can't, he's eating I can't all the cross, mana. I can't cross this Red Sea. I don't have my swim trunks. Right. I ate an hour ago. Speaking of. Speaking of Jews, uh, did you see that um, it Christian Bale is doing another? Uh, I'm sorry. Nothing. Was it's not Christian Bale? No, it's it's uh, the 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 retard that did Chris Kyle, but the other. Oh, that's right, the other guy. That's uh, Brad, uh, Bradley uh, Cooper. Bradley yeah, Cooper. Brad Cooper. That's right, Bradley Cooper. I'm sorry, yeah, Bradley Cooper is doing it. Are we? Are we? Are we any posting? No, I just thought that was fine. Anyways, no. Um, I it was Jews. So we start, we were talking about Jews, and I just got carried away. Uh, Sorry. No, like, we've got a lot cooler shit to talk about yeah, we than do. Jews. We, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't care enough about them over the stuff that we have content for. Okay. Calm down. It is not even, like, halfway past shitposting time. We are talking about hybrids of some kind, but yes, we are. <sighs> Fine. I mean, aside from the fact that this is like the third time that we've tried to record this episode. Oh boy! <sighs> so, my my internet. Uh, everybody knows I have shitty internet, and I don't get real internet where I live, so I have to use a hotspot. And uh, the past couple times we tried to record, my hotspot decided to. Um, overheat and like try to burn my house down so we didn't we didn't record the episode and we did not have an episode last friday so here it is 
And we did not have an episode yesterday, which was Friday, because reasons. So, anyway, we are here, we are gathered here today to talk about, uh, a while back, we we did an episode on sea monsters. Uh, that was fun. You guys remember that? That was yes. a great time. Yeah, I love sea monsters. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Makes me not want to go in the water. I mean, like, sharks are bad enough, but, like, when you talk about sea monsters and shit, it's like, nah, I'm really, I'm good, I'm good, not gonna get, like, Navy swim call, like, out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, like, we're literally, like, hundreds of miles from anything, nah, I'm good, I'm not getting in that water, that's, like, thousands of feet deep, nope. Because I want, the, I want the two guys friend. standing up at the very top on the deck, just uh, with rifles there, so they can put you out of your misery, but just in case. Those are, no, I, that's I Shark Watch. I want yeah, to befriend old. I want to befriend old Nessie and uh, ride old Nessie like the luck dragon from Neverending Story. And I want to mog on Scottish elites in the lake and tip their boats. It is like, a I very, think that'd be cool. Very specific. That's almost like a. That's almost like a Make a Wish Foundation sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want. Uh, I I want the Ogo Pogo to let me tie like. To tie like a rope to to its mouth and it, it can go really fast and mm-hmm. I can water ski behind the Ogopogo. What was the Ogopogo again? I can't remember. That's the Canadian one, British Columbia. Oh god, yeah. Serpent. I would have see. I would have gone up there if COVID hadn't happened and Canada hadn't just locked down their entire. No, I would have if Canada. Yeah, if yeah. if Canada. Yeah, really. right. Uh, Why is Canada? I mean, we don't have enough Canada's time. About to not be. <laughs> Talk about we don't have that kind of time, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't that kind of show either. It's just children listen to the show, okay? Anyways, um, so we were talking about sea monsters. Yes, we were talking but, about sea monsters, and we mentioned uh, sea peoples briefly. We talked about mermaids and the city of Atlantis and Lemuria and Mu and um, what might be down under the depths. Well, tonight we're gonna revisit. Revisit those depths. We're going to talk about mermaids and sea peoples. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I've always found the subject of mermaids to be fascinating because the anatomy didn't make sense. Right. But uh, there was something that I saw about 10 years ago on Nat Geo. Or was it the Discovery Channel? Hang on. Well, I was gonna say everybody knows about about mermaids and where they like they come from. Everybody's seen the Little Mermaid. You know, King Triton had daughters and blah blah blah. Ariel. Um, mermaids are mermaids are lore in pretty much every civilization. Right. There was also Splash with Tom Hanks and that tranny Daryl Hannah. Oh my god. Well, I meant actual lore, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, from man, from man the, literally the tip of Scotland all the way down to southern Africa to India, Japan, all over. Yeah, and just like something I, f- I was gonna say, just like every ancient civilization has a you know redheaded giants and dragons lore, there is mermaid lore. Right. Well, mermaids I always thought were really cool too because it's it's one of those that we've never seen evidence like a skeleton or anything like that that hasn't been lambasted as a hoax pretty much immediately right or video that wasn't very clearly faked right um but it's still it's it's one would you even call it a hominid uh, uh it would no. i mean it would it would 
technically be a hominid because it's humanoid Related nature. Yes, yeah. humanoid yeah. nature. Okay, humanoid. But an this is this is like one cryptid. An ichthyohominid. Ichthyohominid. Sure. And, yeah. Hmm. Ichthyohominid. This is one that I that I I believe could actually have uh, real proof out there. But I mean, the ocean is just so vast. And we don't even know how far this realm goes out. So. Right, and well, so so the scientific like explanation for the scientific explanation for mermaids is that they must have been seeing something like the manatee or the uh, the other one, the the one that starts with the D, the dugong that looks like, the, yeah, the manatees, manatees and dugongs. I've swam with manatees in Florida at John Penny Camp and different dive places and did you did you confuse them for hot women with no no because we no. were with hot women like at the time like we had women with us that were in <laughs> bikinis and stuff and it was like I, I even said that I was like what I, I was in the Navy like just before this had happened I was like so you're telling me sailors I was a sailor could mistake one of these things for one of these things and I pointed at the girls and, and well, when you've yeah. been out at when you've been out well, at sea for a really well, long wait, time, wait, that's what the, the guide salt, said. The saltpeter salt starts to wear off, and that's what the guide Suddenly said. Suddenly, a manatee be looking hot, and that that's exactly what the guide said. He's tried he tried telling us that, and I'm like, bro, I was underway for a very long time on an all male ship. Not one time did anything do like a Bugs Bunny style mirage and start getting you know good looking. Nothing ever happened. Like, I don't believe your story. I didn't believe that back then. I don't believe it now. Um, now, other sailors turn into hams at some point. You ham know, when burgers you get and hot enough. dogs and turkeys. Yeah, like the, when they're in the rowboat. Yeah, but yeah. That's, you're that's not going to mistake a manatee. That's different. That's different. A ham sandwich is a ham sandwich. You know. Anyway, um, yeah, but the fact that, I mean, you, you've seen manatees. These things are, you know, anywhere from 500 to 2,000 pounds, 2,500 pounds are huge they're like small school buses, and they're round and fuzzy. They have like a push broom mustache, like a, uh, oh, like a like, like a Jamie Heineman from the MythBusters. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If that was a, if if that guy was floating in the water minus his beret, that's a manatee. No, with the beret. No, with the beret. <laughs> they kind of do look like they're wearing the beret. Yeah. Um, but. And they're slow. They don't. They don't. They don't move quickly. They're not like agile, like a dolphin or anything. I mean, they they're so slow and peaceful that they get caught in ship rudders all the freaking time. Yes, all yeah. the ones. All the ones at the uh, at the the dive place we were at were rescues that had that had been cut up pretty badly. Um, they're all pretty pretty scarred. I mean, you know, people ride over them in their boats. Now, the only thing that they have in common with a mermaid is the tail. That's it. Uh, yeah, the morphology, right? Right. Like so. So, it looks kind of like maybe they have arms. It kind of looks like they have a tail. And but, I mean, a manatee's a manatee's tail doesn't have bones in it. It's it's just like no, a it's, fluke. It's not so a nice long a, flowy fish tail like these. You know. I, I, okay. Like I, the the tail. I, I mean, the end of the tail. It's the clubby. fluke doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have it. Doesn't have bones in it. Right. No. no. It's no. just a big round clubby looking thing. And, 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 with... and consistency wise, it's the same as the upper portion. Yeah. So it, every right. all the depictions of mermaids show a human be- what's clearly a human being torso, upper mm. body, and what could be perceived as a fish tail. Right. Which well, and- neither of those neither of those 
are what a manatee looks like. The manatee looks neither like a person nor a fish. So I'm calling no, bullshit and on even, that. So I've, yeah. And even even when we're talking about mermaids specifically, there's a lot of diversity, oh God, in the mm-hmm. appearances of these mermaids throughout different cultures, right? Some have uh, very clear human torsos and hands, arms, everything. And then otherwise you see uh, more of like an amphibious, you know, fish person or what you would call, I guess, a real ichthyohominid. Sure. You know, they've got webbed fingers. They've got the slits for their nose or gills. I don't think I've, gray I've seen any representation. Other than like the creature from the Black Lagoon, like there's no real representation of any of them with legs. They all have the, the fins, the, the tail. Mm-hmm. Right. And that tail, like Dogba pointed out, it does have you know bones it it appears to yeah well it's got the you know it's got the like what's the appearance of a fish's tail as opposed to like like i said uh the stubby thing that a a manatee has anyhow yeah closer to a fish than a whale yeah i mean yeah we're, and i'm like i said i'm calling bullshit on the manatee thing yeah, i think the i manatee, will not be gaslit I, I think the manatee thing is is like a reduction like a reductionist sort of like cope like, like well, it, it basically goes to the it basically goes to the sort of thing that scientists try to say about uh people in our in our past all the time oh they were too stupid to know what they were looking at so they right. must have thought it was this right well that's they, that, like they're they're they, like they had no observation skills whatsoever and their language clearly wasn't formed enough to be able to verbally describe these things correctly so they saw a mandy and they must have thought Oh, half fish, bitch! Absolutely, <laughs> they didn't understand the well, they didn't understand the weather, so they came up with gods. But hey, they also had an incredibly advanced well, irrigation systems. Also, so, real real quick, guys, my my thought on them: if they ever did exist at some point, you have to wonder if they had upper arms. Why bother have the upper arms? You know, well, I was like to it that. seems to me more like a merman or a mer- mermaid would be a, like a either they're trying to trick someone into like having the upper body of someone to attract them, or they're cursed. You know or I mean? sounds like a curse. Or I don't know, that that reminds me of the scene in Zoolander where Zoolander is trying to uh, relate to his his dad and his brother who are like coal miners, and he's sucking at coal mining. He's at the bar, and his his dad's really ashamed of him and uh, talks about, sees a commercial of him being a merman on the TV and he's embarrassed and he's like, my son's a freaking mermaid and he's like, I'm a merman! Merman! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's a good movie. Well, here's, here's, here's another thing is we've seen the art from different time periods. They were able to depict humans, animals, not dogs for some reason. You guys ever seen that meme where it's like, hey, hey, guy, I want you to, I'm going to pay you to paint me a dog. You know what a dog is. And the artist is like, yeah, sure, I know what a dog is. And it shows you like four <laughs> pictures, like totally retarded looking dogs. But um, dogs all had Down syndrome back then. Yeah, sure. Other than that, though, these people knew what they were, what they were drawing. They knew what a pictorial representation of what they were imagining, you know, was. So when they, when they drew or painted or uh, depicted mermaid mer people in art, they weren't manatees. They were beautiful people. They were like half beautiful human and half very flowy fish. 
Well, the the Greek ones looked just as you know, just as good as the the warriors and the gods that they depicted on their pottery. Right. Well, they were well. Some well, of them were gods, like you know, you, had, you know, yeah, you, Neptune, king of the sea, and all that. Well, you've got um, you've got the Okeanids who were daughters of the Titans. Uh, they were uh, God. Who were they? Uh, daughters of well, I guess it would be Okeanus. Um. Yeah, and they they retained all those godlike I mean, qualities. Of course, it was from Okeanos. They were Okeanids. God, Reiner. <laughs> but yeah, you've got like sea nymphs and water nymphs, etc. And those those are a little bit different. They have usually like human uh, legs. Yes, those are human well. legs. Those are usually put into the stories by Jews because nymphs and well, Jews. Well, yeah, let's 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 stick to mermaids here. Let's stick to, stick to the um, pedophilia. Leave the pedophilia out of this. Disney. Whoa. Well, no, that's the whole nymph. The whole, the whole, no, the whole nymph yeah, phenomenon yeah, yeah. is 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 sex with young girls. That's the whole point of it. It's gross. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, um, blah, blah, blah. but no, they like you said, Johnny. They do retain these these godlike, beautiful qualities, almost like elves of the sea. Right, right, exactly. Um, so mermaids are traditionally known by sailors to uh, sing songs to bring them to their death. Those are the right? sirens. Yeah, yeah. Those are the but, sirens, but sirens, not necessarily. But sirens and mermaids are often conflated with one it, well, another. Well, they are. In stories are they not? Well, it, I mean, it, incorrectly conflated because the sirens were. Um, aren't the sirens wi- have wings? Yeah, the sirens yeah. originally in depictions were more bird-like women, uh, but they they did at later times, uh, let's say in like quote Renaissance period artwork, they were uh, more conflated with mermaids and given more human-like features. Yeah, but when they were when they were just the the Greek sirens, they were more like birds. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very ugly friggin' bird women. Birds with women's heads. So birds. <laughs> anyway, they all look like D from It's Always Sunny. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Could you imagine like a whole bunch of them coming at you all at once? Ah. Oh Shut God. up, bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're all recalling the uh, the. Halloween party, and they literally just replace <laughs> her with an ostrich. Yeah, I like that show a lot. Anyways, I, I, you uh, know what, you know what, there is, there are like three or four shows that I actually do enjoy, and that's one of them. It, I pretty. haven't, I haven't. If they're still on, I haven't I don't seen think they are. at least the last three or four seasons. But I haven't I seen know. it in four at least. Well, I haven't had um, actual television in at least four years. So yeah, so now, but, I, but the first few seasons were fun. Yeah. Now. What you're mentioning, Daba, though, is not entirely incorrect. Mermaids were known as carnivorous beings. They would often drag sailors to their deaths, right. uh, lure them in with their beauty, not necessarily with a song. I mean, sometimes they, they could um, well, sing a song, Ariel but could they, would, sing. they would drag them down and they would eat them. Hey, Ariel could sing. Uh, talking about leaving pedophilia out of this one. Well, I mean, that's Disney's. End of it. I don't think Hans Christian Andersen was into pedophilia. Maybe uh, was he? I mean, he was. He was. He was gay. He was a degenerate. So, oh god, even worse. Okay. Ah. Yeah, the whole story behind that that one is that uh, it was written for his younger gay lover. That oh he couldn't boy. be with. Oh boy. All right. Why? Which is why it was so depressing. Why, a lot of his stuff was depressing. It really was. No, it really was. If you really read Hans Christian Andersen, it's like wow. It's, guy had problems yeah like i said he was gay i mean on top okay. of that but yeah okay anyway 
moving along now um, a lot of times the mermaids in in these stories they would not drag them down to eat them they would drag people down to enslave them yes there's a lot of that going on yeah so these these mermaids i mean we we are conditioned now in all of our absolutely terrible culture to view these mermaids as like majestic beautiful their society is wonderful they mm. fall in love with a human and drag them down there's some nephilim mythology for you um but they were they were warriors they were carnivores they were slavers um they were not to be messed with well you just said you just said the magic n-word uh the other magic n-word um and there was that uh you posted that video with that that uh that bible study guy the the uh, asian dude oh yeah yeah he talked about how uh the flood wiped out all the animals on the earth but did not wipe out anything in the water well what about the nephilim hybrids that were in the water what if right. these mer people were nephilim hybrids that lived in water. They were the fish Nephilim hybrids, the, the whale Nephilim hybrids. So, I'm, so in in Japan, they have a, they have uh, legends about the mermaid too. Have you have it, you the Jap? Well, yeah, the Jap the Japanese have a lot of legends about mermaids. Well, yeah. so like if you, according to ja- ancient Japanese legends, if if you if you eat mermaid flesh. It may grant you immortality. However, there's much there's a much greater chance that eating it will lead to your death or transformation into like, uh, like an like a, a fucked up looking mermaid. Okay, so it's like eating fugu. You might die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, that that is kind of interesting because that harkens to uh, what we've talked about before in the bloodlines of a lot of these elites. <clears throat> possibly being, you know, partially inhuman. Talking about Nephilim, you know, right. that's where we get all like their blood diseases, their deformities and everything and their physiognomy come mm-hmm. from. So that's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, you know, it is it is a possibility. You know, the Nephilim did create all kinds of hybrids. There were, you know, uh all kinds of bird, animal, lizard, uh you know, reptiles, uh and why not fish? Exactly. I mean, there was there was a lot of genetic experimentation going on. You know, Book of Enoch tells us they sinned against the plants and the animals. So not just talking about cutting down crisp, or crystal trees and mega flora here, but megafauna and hybrid fauna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that guy was interesting in the video too. I I've wondered the exact same thing myself, and I kind of held to that belief. Uh, but I did think. You've got waters from the deep coming up, this immense pressure of the salt water coming up. I mean, I wonder if things in the if that's how things in the oceans could have died too. I don't I don't know. Well uh, we we won't know. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just kinda, just like we don't we never know where exactly these things are hiding because we didn't even know the extent of the ocean. We don't we don't know th- no, we don't know how deep the ocean is. We don't know all we know is what we know. And they keep giving us little tidbits of information like well, you know. But you have to take their word for it. Right. And then we have all these legends of, you know, lost islands and civilizations, continents. Yeah. High um, Brazil, Lemuria, Mu, Atlantis. Yeah. Some of them were most of the big ones like Atlantis, you know, they they sunk and everybody died and that's the end of it. Right. Mm. But could it be that some of these civilizations survived and adapted? I, I don't know. 
that's what I mean. H.P. Lovecraft kind of connected Atlantis to something very dark, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. He clicked. I mean, he didn't connected. he didn't he say if they search the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, you'll you'll find things that compl- will completely change all of human history? I'm not sure if he said. I have to look that. I mean, up. I'm not yeah. Sure. If if he did say that, then I mean, I think he's right. But also, he said the N word, so he had to die penniless. Right. And yeah. it has to have was it Jordan Peele make movies about him or something? Let's not bring that up. Uh, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, if if H.P. Lovecraft said that, he, I mean, I believe it. That is that is definitely it's true though. I mean, there's stuff underneath the ocean that that will completely unwrite history. Like just just the stuff we've seen off the coast of Japan. Right, I forgot what they're called, or, or or just the stuff we've seen off the uh, the Bimini Islands, yeah, the the Bimini Road, like to, like they will sure. tell you straight in your face, oh, this is a natural geological feature. Yes, yeah, the monument off the coast of Japan too. Yeah, that, that's what I was the one I was talking about, Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to bring it back to what you were saying. Okay, what was it called again? <laughs> The the Yanaguni Monument. Yanaguni. I love that word. The Yanaguni Monument, where there are stones that are cut that are 50, um, being generous, they're probably closer to 100 feet tall. Cyclopean. That are cut, that are perfectly cut, that are sitting next to each other, that only that could only be cut from I, the same I stone. I don't know what you're talking about. Scientists have told us it's a natural geological feature. Right, right, because totally. geology. Never mind that. Uh, never mind that. Every three D map of that uh, that entire section uh, looks oddly architectural. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's like steps as like as there were like grand plazas laid out and buildings, terraces, and terraces. You know, yeah, just, no, yeah, totally, just... totally. And there's even one section where if you look at it from above, it doesn't look like anything. But if you look at it from like what would be ground level it appears to be a face right like and it's not, and cut and cut stone steps and in, you see those in yeah, uh, and the cut stone Bimini steps Road as well yeah oh, dude no no total ge- just natural geographic formations you know yeah just like that guy from america unearthed who went to rock wall in texas oh, and right. looked at the rock wall and said Oh nope! Natural geological feature. Move along. Nope. nope. Nothing to well, see that's here. the same guy. That's 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 the he's the modern day Indiana Jones, bro. You know he he said it in the right in the, right in the description of his show. He's like Indiana Jones, dude. So he's super cool. So everything he says is rad, bro. And Josh Gates went there too, and he said, "Oh nope! Natural geographic feature. Yep, just or yeah, geologic uh, feature. Just yeah, natural geological feature. I don't know why anybody would want to go. I don't know why this is even on private land. It should just be on public land so everybody can see it's a natural geological feature. Yes, this. No, it's on private land owned by like one of the top masons of North Texas. But whatever. Right, and it's it absolutely <laughs> looks it looks like it's subway tile. You know what I mean? It's like." This, so, this so looks like it was have, laid out by like a, by a CAD machine. Have, uh, uh, real quick on the the rock wall, uh, the rock wall mm-hmm. and rock wall. Mm-hmm. They hey, have like where a is small that? little museum. They it's in a place called Rock Wall. Huh. Shockingly enough, but they have a small little museum dedicated to the rock wall, and they have a fake rock wall you can look at outside on the side of the very small small 
museum for the rock wall. So you don't actually get to see the real rock wall. You just see the replica. You cannot see the actual rock wall because the actual rock wall is on private land owned by one of the top masons, top mason families in North Texas. Wow! Nothing to see. No, I, I, you know what? Don't worry about it, guys. Wow! How convenient. Take their word for it. Take their word for it. They have lots of old photographs guys, that they can show you guys, inside the museum yes. to show you how natural. The feature is in black and white. There is lots of old guys with pickaxes and 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 floppy hats and overalls. There uh, is stand next to this thing. There is a brass plaque on a six by six treated wooden post out there. You don't think they would have just put a brass plaque up there for no reason, do you? Right. 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 Uh. Same thing with the pyramid in Utah. Mermaids. Mermaids. Yeah, do you guys want to see something kind of horrifying if you have the telegram up? I mean, it, is it fat people hate? Cause I, no, you know. I mean, this could be on fat people. Oh, yeah, that, what is that, Reinhardt? Is that from the, is... This is, is, this is a condition known as sirenomelia. Okay, sirenomelia, also called mermaid syndrome, is a rare congenital mm-hmm. deformity in which the legs are fused together, giving the appearance of a mermaid's tail, hence the nickname. It's classified by the skeletal structure defect. of a lower limb, ranging from class one, where all bones are present, only the soft tissues are fused, to class seven, where only the bone present is the fused femur. Um. If you eat eggs that a that a rooster comes on, you might get sirenomelia. Come on, man! I didn't want to be mad about somebody else's stupidity again. Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. Um. Ugh. Well, this okay. So you know what, Reinhardt? This is a pretty decent segue because this is one of the things in. And I'm skipping around, but in the documentary that we're going to talk about in a little bit, um. It's also so. I pulled this one actually from. Um, I wasn't. I was in the middle. Oh, of sorry. Sentence. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing, like, okay, so we have a birth defect that turns us basically into a fish, into a into a mermaid, right? Um, mm-hmm. We have oh. other physical things that might allude to us having a, a lot more of an aquatic past, if you know what I'm saying. Are are we getting into aquatic ape theory? I mean, why not? Sure, you want to? I mean, yeah. we're skipping around, but like, why not? Um, well, I, I, I mean, are we going to talk about the? Yeah, we can, like the premise of the. Okay, never mind. Well, I mean, that's how mermaids mermaids are people that live underwater, right? And apparently, it was an evolutionary tactic to either evolve to be underwater or evolve from underwater to above the water. Well, yeah, the theory, the theory itself states that early human ancestors, and we're going off of, you know, Darwinian evolution Darwinian here. science. Um, so when we were still eight people, uh, there were segments of eight people that lived closer to coastlines, and they were sick and tired of competing with other ape people for food. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, as they move closer and closer to the shorelines, we're getting food, you know, out of the shallows. Um, they decided to move into the water. Well, further and further, that, they were well. They, uh, they changed their diet to basically crustaceans, 
And, right. And the uh, the omega threes and whatever else I forgot. What other the other um, vitamins you get from eating the sea bugs uh, change their evolutionary path to make them more aquatically adapted. Um, but I mean, skipping past all that, like getting to like humans, we're the only, we're the only mammal that has, um, you know, webbing in our hands and feet. We're the only, we're the only mammal, um, that walks upright that has a, you know, the flexible spine, like a fish almost. When when you throw babies in water, they reflexively know how in, to hold their breath. Yeah, they instinctively hold their breath. Yeah. Like we're born well, we're born underwater. Remember the movie The Abyss? And then they went underwater yes. and they were like breathing they were breathing liquid, right? Because we were actually adapted to breathe we were actually technically our bodies are made to breathe liquid oxygen. Liquid like liquid air. Air is technically well, yeah. a liquid anyway. I mean well, it's a you, gas. If you but, think about yeah. a baby in the womb, I mean they're they're, they're breathing born, liquid. Right. Mm-hmm. They're breathing liquid in the womb. They cough out and yeah. start breathing air. You have to make a baby start breathing air. So um, we also, you know, our our hands when we get in the water and we're in the water for an extended period of time, your fingers and toes get all pruny, and that's not just because oh you've been in the water for long. No, that is to improve your grip. That is a de- you know that's plus two to dexterity. Um, like. We're the only animal that does that. We also shed our hair, which uh, our you know hair is a drag you know adds to your drag coefficiency, uh, which is why faggots shave their legs when they ride their carbon fiber bikes. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so you have you have all these things that humans have in in common with aquatic animals, aquatic marine animals, whatever. We can hold our breath. Humans can hold their breath longer than any other land animal by far. Uh and even right. longer than some marine mammals. I you think know, what's the what's the world record for breath holding? 20, it's almost 20 minutes. It's like no, it's like 21 right. and a half I, minutes. I, like, yeah, I can't even imagine holding it for over a minute. I w- w- when we were doing uh dive training and stuff in in the navy, we were like Four minutes was like awesome, you know. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, I two and a half minutes was like my two minutes and like thirty two seconds is as long as I ever went, and I thought I was gonna die. Oh my god, I I couldn't do that. Yeah, no, nope. it's uh, well underwater. Okay, first of all, underwater drowning is is like an extremely scary thing. Like waterboarding is like you're perpetually drowning, right? And then actually yeah. drowning is is just as is worse. Um, yeah, drowning is one of my. If I have like a fear of dying, I, I think drowning is up there. It, having having gone through certain like trainings, and yeah, drowning is definitely not something you want to fuck with. Yeah, yeah. it sounds, sounds burning terrible. is good. Burning mermaid, is bad mermaids too. can't drown because they're, Bur- they're, they're mermaids they're can't drown because they have gills. Um, do you yeah. guys do you guys think Wait, the fear do of they drowning? Have gills? Or some some I mean in some in some, I'm sorry. Hold on a second, Grognak. What? Do you do you guys think the, the fear of drowning thing is just as like epigenetic as the fear of clowns for some reason? I you know what? Now that you mention that, yes. Probably. And the fact that babies instinctively hold their breath underwater and the fact that we kind of have an instinctive fear of drowning, I think that might go into some sort of ancestral or epigenetic um trauma or um instinctual um uh, you know, hist- historical memory. 
Okay, so if the aquatic ape theory is true, then why can't black people swim? Because racism. Right. Right. Is that why they can't go hiking? Look, black people don't camp on purpose, okay? Yeah. Yeah. They they don't camp on purpose. They don't swim because racism. If you look at blacks actually in Africa, they can swim, and there are some tribes that even – like fish on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, they actually walk on the bottom of the ocean. So this whole like blacks can't swim. That's an American black thing. Once again, yeah. Oh, okay. Way, way to right. go, American blacks. Those are the only ones. Those are the only ones I've ever been around. Right, right. And the, I don't the, know if I count Haitians. The odd Haitian and Somalian that yeah that like yeah. was in the Walmart they, they parking come off lot. The, they're very anomalous. Well, well not Somali, Somalis are pirates, so they can swim a little bit. Right. Well, absolutely no. That's the thing. I mean, all, uh, American blacks fucking it up for everybody. Um. Yeah. No, the African blacks can totally swim. There's the tribes in Africa that actually go fishing without any sort of fishing poles or anything, and they just they just grab the fish with their mouths underwater, and they come up out of the water with fish in their mouth. I mean, that is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. And then there's the there's the um the I don't know if they're from like the New Guinea area, those islands where they hunt by walking on the bottom of the ocean, and they spearfish. And then there's the one tribe. Who oh, they, hold on. And those those that tribe can also make their pupils dilate underwater. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. On command. They can on command. how crazy is that? Right. Their their eyes they, it's like they're wearing a mask the whole time. So they can focus their eyes underwater. Normally you can't focus through water because it's your like pu- a camera lens. Right. It, exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. I also had I also had an image of the Somali pirate meme where he's pointing at his his eyes, except it says, Hey, I'm the mermaid now. <laughs> uh, I mean, you do have a lot of African mermaid stories. Oh my god, there there are. Uh, in was it Nigeria? No, no, landlocked Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, that's what it was. Zimbabwe. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I I I really I I'm really kind of scared about talking about this because we went off on like. In one of the iterations where we tried to record this episode before, we did over thirty minutes on Zimbabwean mermaids and like. We, I think we got it out of our system that that one time, so we'll do it for like okay. five minutes no. and then we have break. So, um, we're we're com- we're coming up on the break, uh, and when we get back from break, Dogbutt, we'll do the thing that you wanted to do. The the yes, yes, yes. Okay. So um, so we'll do Zimbabwe. Yeah. So landlocked Zimbabwe has problems with mermaids because apparently uh, they dam up the rivers in Zimbabwe is what happens and and uh, people get dragged people get dragged into the water uh, near these dams right they're they're putting in like irrigation pumps and that kind of stuff and uh, you know, I, they're getting attacked I hate I hate to sound like a normie here but you know in my in my hometown in Florida we have a uh, a lake called Crystal Lake mm-hmm. and just like the other Crystal Lake, there have been quite a few deaths there in the water of people getting dragged down, but it's because of sinkholes. Sinkholes oh. can form in that lake like crazy and just and rip you down and you're never coming back up. I mean, could that be what's happening here? Well, I think at the other Crystal Lake, it was more of a case of Jason Voorhees. Or his mom, but yeah. Yeah. And, um, but what I'm saying, the, the sinkholes down there are the cause for people getting dragged down and usually suffocating in the dirt or in the, the sediment. Right. Oh, man. And 
speaking of yeah yeah that sediment and dirt like getting trapped underneath any amount of that is is very dangerous and deadly so you'd be surprised how little dirt it takes to keep you trapped underneath something how heavy it gets with Mm -hmm. all that pressure too down Mm -hmm. at the bottom Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah so like say you're standing on the side of a you know, uh, a, a river bank or a, the bank and you know, on the side of a lake and that chunk of land that you're standing on just kind of breaks off and goes into the water and you go down and the dirt keeps going to the right and it just drags you down with you and then you're, you're done. Yeah. And it's like a landslide. I underwater. mean, to superstitious people in Africa, native peoples in Africa, I mean, that could be to them evidence of an angry water spirit. The mermaid they come in the got he. All right. Oh, by the way, I learned this uh, from the Maryland Museum. Thank you, Grognak. It is ichthyosapien. Oh, excuse me. It's, it's not an aquatic ichthyo hominid. Ichthyosapien. Yeah, that sounds better. <sighs> I like half fish bitches better. <laughs> now, can it really be a humanoid, though? Because aren't humans the only species that cooks their food? Right, it's kind of like the rule in D and D too. You're only a humanoid if you cook food. Like oh. lizard folk aren't humanoid. Right. Ah, well, I, I no, fair can mermaid can mermaid grill? Like, I mean, do I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like King Triton might. I, I feel like King Triton might, you know, want himself a, a Traeger and smoke something. I mean, every now and then. if you if you believe the Aquaman movie with Jason Momoa, they've got lasers under underwater, so right. I mean, they might be able to just, you know, take a little trident and zap some fish. Speaking of which, have you seen Jason Momoa recently? Looks like Sam Hyde. He looks just <laughs> like Sam Hyde. Yeah, they're like twins at this point. What if he was... Sam Hyde. FTM. Uh, Jason? I would believe. Okay. What about I'm just Sam saying. Hyde? Well, that's so. that's a that's a difficult thing because it, like Sam Hyde is uncancelable, even though he's been canceled, right? Several times. Yeah. So it's Sam Hyde is a very interesting character in uh, popular culture. Yes. Still one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. His TED Talk. Uh, I, it, I love the it? TED Talk, but but the thing with the mothers uh, and and them on the couch is probably one of the best things. Oh, I've with ever his seen. mom, like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. With yeah, his, moms. Yeah, the moms one is great. I have to admit that's great. Most of his Guy stuff I gym. find unwatchable. Yeah, when Nick when Nick starts screaming at the mom to <laughs> to shut the f up, yeah, effing retard. Like, yes. like I and the, just the look on their faces that. And the the weird thing that starts happening where they start like actually feeling like they're the moms, right? Even though they're actresses that are paid to play moms, right? Yeah, that that, that was that was some weird. Stuff, there was there's you know. some very weird meta humor in Sam's comedy. So, anyway, speaking of weird and meta, uh, we have a very very long break song for you, and uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, but this is one of our very favorite bands on this show. I have to say, uh, does anybody disagree with that? Uh, dude, I nope. they've been one of my favorite bands for twenty years. Twenty, so. yeah, you got me by ten years, but at least I didn't, I didn't, I didn't discover these guys till about ten years ago. But uh, not twelve years now. But um, yeah, this is Pelican. One more time. Uh, what was the one we did the first time? 
Oh, we've done a few. But no, like no, this we've is only a done, lot. Yeah, but this is one? March to the this Sea. This is March to the Sea. Yeah, this is March to the uh, Sea. We've done we've done spaceship broken parts needed. That was the one with like, spaceship spaceship broken parts needed is a very good song. All their songs are good. Right. Like my favorite album of theirs is City of Echoes. I can listen to it from beginning to end, and that's where Spaceship Spaceship Broken's from. But mm-hmm. this one's from uh the fire in our throats will beckon the thaw. Which I when when that came out, I was like, I love this band, but that is probably one of the most pretentious names for an They're, album I've ever yeah, seen. I we were talking about um we were talking about pretentiousness. And uh, But see when you're a band that has no singer, like it's yeah. really tempting to to name your songs these overly complicated song titles. You know. That they, they, they whittled that down at some point. Well, they did. Yeah, they, yeah it was, uh, it was, was it? March to the Sea, Part 1, March to the Sea, Part 2, The Fire in Our Throats, Ulbeck and the Thaw, and then it was Australasia, and then City of Echoes. Australasia came before uh, Fire in Our Throats, but yeah. I thought it was... Was it? Okay. And then when, when, was, uh, when was Bliss and Concrete? Uh, that was on City of Echoes, and that came out in the mid-aughts. Okay, so this this whole list is backwards, and this is not. What the fuck is this though? Anyways, here's March to the Sea by Pelican, and uh, we'll be back in a while.
everybody. We are back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Dogbot, Reinhardt, and Grognak. We are down in the depths of the ocean, searching around Atlantis for the Mer people. Um, and I'd like to end before something real quick. And before you people that complain about my music choices and my musical taste, just be thankful right now. I didn't choose the 20 minute long version of that song. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Pelican's awesome. Stop. Yeah. Did we yeah. not play the twenty-minute version? We, I thought we played the twenty-minute version. Yeah, we yeah. we definitely could. We could. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't mind. I love both versions. Both. Yeah. Anyhow, I just I just like Pelican, man. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen them play that live. They did not play that the one time I saw them live. I would. Oh my god! I would love to see them live. Yeah, I've two. seen them live a few times, and they, uh, the drummer would always put like a different action, like '80s action hero on mm-hmm. his bass drum. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know why. Like that was a, that was like something he would do on each tour. He would put like a different '80s action hero on it. One time, it was Rambo from First Blood Part Two. Nice. I think that was the tour I saw. No, didn't he have Ivan Drago? Uh, he, he, he I think have. one time I saw uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator on there. Maybe. Uh, I don't remember. But yes, I do remember the 80s action hero. I don't remember which one it was. But um, you know, the only, the only band I regret not being able to see ever was The Ocean. Which uh, is, you know, fitting for this, yeah. this little tour we're on. Fitting for this little tour. Yeah, Pelican, The Ocean, you know, we're down, down in the depths of the sea. Uh, where the mer people would be, and there'd be monsters. But also, um, well, not just mer people, but okay. So the reason why we're talking about this one mostly is uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, kind of got duped into believing mer people were real for a little bit, like really, really real. Like we had proofs and stuff. Kind of like you know, you can you can prove how far we can see. You know, proves that the uh, the curvature of the Earth doesn't exist. You know? Whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, you can prove that. I mean, that's that's never been proven. Certainly not, you know, over a hundred times in the past twenty years alone. I mean, not by myself or anything, or you know, anybody else that I know personally. What do you have? Sharks with lasers on their heads? Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. No. Um That'd be just wild, man. I would love that. I I mean like how they've been saying for years that the, the military's been training dolphins for for aquatic warfare. But they have, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Apparently, the Russian Navy uses dolphins as defense mechanisms. No, they so. absolutely do. Like, they train, yeah, the EOD, the Navy's EOD trains dolphins to do kind all kinds of stuff with, with yeah. Placing and removing. Cy- cyborg dolphins. Did you guys ever see Johnny Mnemonic? Remember the yes. dolphin in the tank they had? Yeah. The, well, a little predictive programming. Oh, yeah. A lot of predictive programming. A lot of Keanu Reeves' movies were predictive programming. But back to... But the, the, the mockumentary. Well, we, yeah. Well, all right. I was going to do the thing, and then you said the thing. But anyways, here, listen to this. This is the very opening line to the very, very, very first piece of extremely sinister propaganda. 
you wouldn't think it was because it's just a documentary on on what was it the History Channel or was it the, the no Nat Geo, Nat Geo, but you know it, the, extremely sinister. And here you go, opening line. As a scientist, I was never a believer in conspiracy theories. I believe Al-Qaeda was responsible for the 9-11 attacks. I believe we landed on the moon. And I believe Oswald shot JFK. Okay. Now, to, to believe our government covered up these events requires proof. A conspiracy theory, like any theory, needs proof. So that's the first question I'd ask me. Where's your proof? Yeah, nigga, where your proof? In oh. 1997, Oops. scientists from NOAA recorded a sound. I forgot there was more to that. Okay. Anyways, where is his proof, guys? What's his proof? What's he talking about? What is this? Well, he's talking about mermaids. Right. There was a cell phone video shot back in, was it 2010? of because the United States Navy was experimenting with new sonar techniques uh, whales were beaching themselves all over all over the world all over the globe 2000, 2005 was the cell phone footage from a flip phone oh okay it was five from, okay but uh, all over the globe well, they were beaching themselves yes they were beaching themselves all over the globe they made sure to say globe quite a bit in that documentary um, yeah this was also not a sports illustrated swimsuit issue photo shoot no, no, not in 2005. In 2005, they still would have been um, hot uh, female impersonating trannies. Now they're just like literal like land whales and, you know, fucking ground hippos and shit. And very, very old trannies. So Elon's yes, mom does not belong on Sports Illustrated's cover. Sorry. The official explanation was sonar weapons testing. Right. And that's, and again, you know, every time the scientists would show up to where these whales were beached. Oh, wait a second. We're assuming this documentary is real. Exactly. Mm. Why would we assume this documentary is real, Dogbot? Um, the way that they presented the information before so, that, it, even it, before so, that, even before that, where, why would you assume it was true? Because it was, it's on the discovery channel or Nat Geo, right? It's on it's, a channel and, that only shows you documentary real stuff. So at the time this, this documentary aired, uh, history channel had a longstanding tradition of airing ancient aliens, right? So that like there was already this precedent set for uh, things aren't uh, we're 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 going to put on a show on what was supposed to be a, basically an educational network, but we're going to put on a show that speculates at great length about uh, the origins of certain things, right? So like it it seemed to be trying to capture a little bit of that sort of vibe. But what was very deceptive about mermaids, the body, uh, the body found, was it had um, 
it was it had dramatizations going on while got well while two scientists were in front of a a camera screen mm-hmm. yeah like like a green screen like sharing their personal accounts so it gave you the impression that these were real scientists telling you what was you know what they went through and then it would show like dramatizations of what they were describing yeah like you would see in any sort of documentary or uh, on Animal Planet or Nat Geo or uh, the History Channel or Discovery or any of those, any of those Scripps network shows. Yeah, it, that was something, because I watched it two and a half times, and that was something that really struck me was, okay, so we've, we've already mentioned this is a mockumentary, right? This is not a real well, documentary. Well, hang on. We did not know it was a mockumentary until... Until the end credits, right? But before we so, say what before we say what the end credits say, sure. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Reinhardt. No, you're fine. Um, I mean, they really did put a lot of effort into this. This didn't look that campy, or at least no more campy than any other documentary on it was, any of these strange topics. It was no more campy was, than any episode of of Ancient Aliens. Right, but this was a much more slick production. Oh yes, like, uh, yeah. Uh, they had on uh, numerous fake experts that were not the two scientists in question. Did you notice so that the narrator of the documentary was the same narrator from Ancient Aliens? One of the two primary narrators yes. from Ancient the main, Aliens. The main guy that does like the narration over like the opening credits. Of, yes. Yes. That's yeah. the that's the guy who's everybody everybody knows his voice when you when you hear that guy you're about to watch some ancient aliens you know, um, right. And like, uh, so why would that guy lie to me, right? Why is that guy going to make well, up some stories? Ironically enough, there was a limited cartoon series on Adult Swim called China Illinois, and it was about really oh, shitty yeah. professors at a really weird college, and there was a history professor that uh, like. The, all the teachers went on strike, so they brought in scabs. And the history teacher went on strike, and the, the history teacher they brought in, the scab, was uh, teaching uh, ancient astronaut theory to the class, and it was driving the guy nuts. And it was the guy from Ancient Aliens, the narrator from Ancient Aliens, who was oh my the God. voice actor for the cartoon character. It was that's pretty awesome. funny. That's actually very that's funny. Pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. That is yeah. meta when, on when, a level. I immediately recognized the voice, and I was like, holy shit. You that's, know, like, that's... That's that meta on a whole other level right there. That's great. All right. So Man, yeah, so we have we have the narrator from Ancient Aliens narrating this this documentary. We have but scientists not, but, but not not doing the like full voice, right? No, like he's not doing, doing the, the Well he's doing the same sort of like inquisitive sort of voice that he always does. Um But he's definitely not as dramatic. No, he's not as right. dramatic, right. So it seems very realistic. You have your doctors, your uh, Noah, uh, your um, you know your different alphabetized uh, agencies. You, you um, had the sound analysis uh, oh, guy. Oh, right? the sound analysis uh, guy. The actor that played him put a level of autism into that guy. <laughs> Right, it was, it was pretty pretty admirable. Oh, it was very. Uh, then no, they had the then only they reason had a South African official. Uh, uh, okay, hold on. The only reason I know that there was autism there is because I've been around you people for as long as I have, and so I have to say, okay, so 
I would not have. I would, I would not have called that off as autism. Maybe like six, seven years ago, I would have just thought he was a weirdo. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, this guy has an autistic infatuation with sound. Okay. So, just a quick side note on that. When I was doing my job, um, you know, I was doing sonar. Mm. Uh, a few years ago and there was a, a person they brought in for some mandatory training because one thing that we kept seeing on our sonar arrays was uh marine life right was it you, the bloop you see whales hmm? did you see the bloop did not see the bloop oh, i did man. not see the bloop but uh we kept seeing whales and other marine life on there that looked suspiciously like what we were looking for so they brought in this lady from the University of Washington in Seattle oh god that was a marine a marine life specialist so like an an ocean acu- acoustician and you want to talk about autism i i don't think i've ever heard somebody that could talk without taking a breath for 3 hours about which kind of whale species makes a specific sound in hydrophones. Hmm. That's that's how I could tell this guy had autism. <laughs> oh, well, this well he, well, he was acting like he had autism. That was even the best part is that part was written. The autism was written in. Yeah. That wasn't like an actual person. That guy's an actor. That guy doesn't have autism. He's acting like he well, has no, autism. Well, no, that I mean, whether it was written in or maybe that guy ad-libbed it, I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> he did add a level of autism where I was like, "Oh. Oh, wow." Hmm. <laughs> I see. I I see that in a lot of people. I don't want to mention any names, Chase. Anyways, um, that was that was mean. Was that mean? It wasn't mean. Anyway, let's move on. Um, mockumentary. We didn't find out until the very end of the movie, though. Do we want to reveal? I mean. Do we? Or are we like? Hold on. There's another element to the deception. I sorry, my mic was turned off for a second. I was wondering uh, what happened to you guys for a second. I'm like, I could, <laughs> I even like, I even said a mean thing and nobody even commented on it. I did, I and you didn't God. hear me. A- any, oh. Anyway, like oh. Chase, Chase's puns are really great. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Chase. Is that uh, what you said? You 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 said that with your mic. I'm glad your mic was off. No, I said something different. But oh. anyway, um. There's another element to the deception before we bring up what they say at the end is that there was a lot of different pictorial representations of things that they scattered throughout the the mockumentary that added to the convincing nature mm-hmm. of what they were trying to present. Well, there were one several. of them. What one of them was uh, spears that they that were supposedly supposedly being found in in fish that were being brought up by deep sea fishers. And so for one of these situations they had uh they they had like a German guy who pretended to be a deep sea fisherman who said, "Yeah, and and like we had this one thing in the net and I I ran and grabbed my camera and I caught this picture and you see sort of like a fin going like going you away like he didn't capture the yeah, entire you see, like, thing. You see like the back upper half of a torso and like what would be like if the legs were a fin sticking up out of the water at the very and, left extreme of this picture. Right. It's a very, and then well, they had, it's very much, had, I was gonna say it's, it's very then, much like that, uh, like a still shot out of that one Bigfoot video. Right. Right. But, and then they also had very many pictures scattered of fish who had been impaled by different spears. And now that I know that it's doctored, 
right? Mm. I could easily tell in the black and white pictures that they showed, oh, those spears were added in post. Yeah. Well, well and, some of them were the completely thing, manufactured photos altogether. Oh yeah. Well, and the thing about the the spears thing though is there are stories of people finding spears in fish, of people finding that fish seem to have been hunted. Like there are stories. I certainly not those pictures. Those pictures were, you know, doctored in one way or another. Um but they took actual stories and experiences that people have shared. Uh, that had been kind of pushed by the wayside and they ramped it up. Well, the thing in that, in the, uh, in the body found documentary was they caught a great white shark and inside the great white shark's belly was the remains of something that was not a fish, was not a dolphin, was not a cetacean of any sort, but a hybrid. They found a piece of a tail. They found a piece of a collapsible rib cage, which only exists on marine mammals that dive very deep. Um, all this stuff, you know, seemed very real, you know, and it was right. meant. It so was it was meant to seem very real. It was meant to somewhat obfuscate like what these reality television channels are going to show you. It's kind of an augmented reality. It's augmenting reality. Like you're watching. You're watching a fake documentary on a channel that is known for only showing you, you know, true documentary type stuff, you know, like, right. And and your brain's not used to your brain's not used to dealing with fiction from this non-fictional source. So one of the things, another, you know, another aspect of this is they made computer animated versions of these these apes turning into aquatic apes oh, yeah. and evolving into the mer creatures right and they they were sort of painting this very dramatic picture uh of what their struggle is and what they're going through and well they did a million it, years skip ahead skip ahead every time right like, you know they did that they did that thing that happens with evolution where it's like 65 million year gap oh, okay well what happened well i don't know there's a 65 million year gap it's just a gap it's just a gap don't worry ape, about it they go from an, they go from an ape hiding in a cave underwater with a spear to their legs have been stuck together have, making fins right they're fused together and, and they're able to hold their breath for 20 minutes at a time Right. And so it you know it's while they're doing that then they're they they have the scientists interdispersed uh talking about their struggles with you know fighting for information about what the navy is doing and blah 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 and then they have like a a, a computerized reconstruction of what the mermaid skull looks like based on the skull fragment they found there and it looks it's it's very slick and then they even have like pictures of, oh yeah, yeah, you know, why haven't we seen these creatures before? And then the scientist is like, well, we've been seeing them the whole time. And then they start showing what I think, uh, in many cases, were fake representations of mermaids uh, culturally. Mm-hmm. Like they showed like a Chinese picture of a mermaid I'd never freaking seen before. They'd shown like medieval drawings of mermaids that with you'd like never sagging, seen before. sagging tits. Right. I'd never seen those. And then they top it off with 
like Leonardo da Vinci style sketches that are supposed to be from the Renaissance. Probably supposed to be like Vitru- like. They show you. I'm that surprised too- we didn't see a Vitruvian mermaid. I was. God damn it! Oh, sorry. I was gonna say they did. I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, they even superimposed a Vitruvian man into a mermaid. Like his legs fused together at the bottom. Yeah. But right. But that's that's what they do, and that's the whole point of Scripps Network. Scripps Network is Animal Planet, Nat Geo, History Channel, Discovery Channel, all that stuff, and it's uh, the Bush family, by the way. That's who actually owns. Because of course it is right. But um, their whole job is to take you know what we think of as nature or history or reality, and um, you know, and twist it into whatever they want it to be. It's just another well, way and in it. this case, in this case, it appears to be a very, it appears to be different than a typical humiliation ritual. They put a lot of effort, okay, humiliation on the level of ancient aliens, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of effort into this humiliation documentary. Well, and I wonder if that's not on purpose to draw away. From other stuff that they're doing that's actually real? Probably. Uh, this And Dogbot, you said this was... Remember I told you I didn't get got on this one because I hadn't seen it, but I kind of got got a little bit with their Megadalon mockumentary? Yes. Um, it, which was made the same way, but right. it came on after this one. But guess what? You were late to the party, too. Why? Be- because their first mockumentary was the Yeti in the Love Pass. Oh. That was the same people. Yep. Oh, I remember seeing oh, okay. that when it first yep. came on. So, so yeah, you're also okay. You're also a cargo cultist, okay, buddy? Okay. Um, I had only I mean, seen that one. Uh, I didn't see the other two. You know, I, 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 I literally believe every single thing that we talk about we, on the dude, show. Dude, no what are you talking about? Is. Of course we, talk, we, we believe everything we, we talk about on the show. This mockumentary business. Hold on. Let's do one. I mean, oh, can we? can we, like... Can we accurately mock anybody in a truthful style? I mean, um, I mean, that sounds like a philosophical question. I'm not ready to answer while I mean, the episode uh, on mer people. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Some people would say our entire show is a mockumentary. I mean, right? Also, like wheels are turning right now. <laughs> hmm. Maybe after the website's done, we start funneling funds in that. Oh lord. Oh Lord, I do. Ha- hey, I have a GoPro. I have. We have uh, the Paranormies have a GoPro right now, so we need. I, mean, it. I do know. I do know some video editors. Yeah, we, we need also f- have Aztec death whistles that were made on a three D printer. Right. So we have. Yeah, we have that. Also, we need. What we have to do is get the GoPro on the drone, which means we need All a right, drone. So which. So which one of us is putting on the mermaid tail? What. Oh, that's Grognak. Yeah, that's Grognak. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. That's, that's, that's not that's, that's, I mean, what you're talking about. It's the intern's job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting it on. He's strangely silent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, not much of a swimmer, but I do sink. Okay. Anyhow. um shit, Grognak's black. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Come on, he's not. No, no, I just sink. I just sink like a rock. Yeah. Grognisha. Yeah. So... Back to the mockumentary that was the uh, the Nat, Nat Geo mermaid, the body found. There was a second part, which was mo- what was it about the uh, the sirens? Uh, I I 
I didn't watch uh, like I didn't rewatch the uh, the part two that they put out like mm-hmm. a year and a half later mm-hmm. uh, before we did the show. I was more focused on the stunning revelation at the end of Mermaids: The Body Found, where they tell you that it's all fake. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. At the end of the documentary. Right. At the end of the documentary, it says none of the institutions or agencies that appear in the film are affiliated or associated with it in any way, nor have approved its contents. Any similarities in the film to actual persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Though certain events in the film are fictional, Navy sonar tests have been directly implicated in whale beachings. So the entire mockumentary was a sort of um, environmentalist, uh, anti-military industrial complex. Which is funny uh, because screed. they own the military. I mean, the same people that own the military industrial complex own, you know, Nat Geo. Right. Right. But Nat Geo also had, uh, I, I, didn't they have like the fat dude who was... Uh, the whale, like the anti-whale hunting guy. Uh, like oh yeah, horse, they had that that horse. Greenpeace type show. Yeah, yeah. Like like, and that was that was all that was all to make blue team people feel like something's being done out there. Right, somebody's doing something. Oh gosh, I wish I was as brave as they are. We wish I was as brave as that guy with the big long name who you don't. Yeah. Anyways, um, meanwhile the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Right. Meanwhile the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I regret to inform you that China. I mean, we all we all know that you know the sonars and sonar and whale beaching, sonar and whale explosions—they're real things. Yeah, you yeah. you pop a sonar ping out of a ship, out of the bottom of a ship, and if there's a human out there in the water anywhere nearby, liquefied. Do, yeah, literally become one with the water. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so odd. They went so far into not only creating, fabricating these stories based upon actual accounts that have come out over this, over the past couple centuries, mm-hmm. but then they went really hard into the like aquatic ape stuff and crafting all these CGI scenarios of like society of mermaids. Oh, I forgot the cave paintings. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. The cave painting. Stuff. The cave paintings showing how evil mankind, uh, fifty thousand years ago, when the when the sea levels were higher, which makes no sense. Uh, well, I mean, sea, uh, the sea level, yeah. Oh, and the sea levels were lower. Oh, because of the ice age, right? Uh, they 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 were they were competing for the same food source, so they were killing the mermaids who were going after the fish. And uh, it was showing in the cave paintings uh, them killing the mermaids. That doesn't make it. Yeah, sense. they were up there with fifty cal machine guns. Right, fifty cal arrow guns. <laughs> like it was, I, I like, I, I was like, why have I never heard of these cave paintings before? I, I, you know, I didn't have they don't time exist. to process oh, anything right. when I was That's watching right, yeah. this. When I was watching this documentary, like, I was like, well, like, I don't know, maybe it's plausible. You know, it's more plausible that they're mammalian, you know, than they were, than it was that they were literally half 
fish and half people. Oh, you know? so you're like, saying that they're they're more likely to be ichthyosapien? I, I was I I don't know. I, I I still I remember when I watched it at the time, I said like I still had issues with evolution. Okay, in general. here's here's my problem with mermaids: temperature regulation of your blood. Okay. At depth. if it's if it's supposed to be a Darwinian thing, yeah, how does that even work? Right. Where's the heater? Like, you build. Where's the, where's the mermaid radium heater? In right. Your body. Right. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, what, so. I mean, dolphins. Like uh, yeah, well, I mean, again, and, and again, you know, we can go back. We can go back to that. Okay, so dolphins are marine mammals. Uh, humans are the only other mammal that's not a marine mammal that has an outer layer of fat that has a vestigial tail that has, um, you know, the ability to hold its breath. The whole deal with the grippy stuff happening with your hands and your toes. Um, you know, we technically it seems if evolution or evolutionary strategies were true we either came from or adapted to being in or around water quite a lot or genetic experimentation in the distant past right genetic experimentation in the distant past and that's why we are what we are and we are you know human pig chimeras up on the iss basically didn't we just have this phone conversation like five days ago yeah probably (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's what happens is like we're talking about this and i'm like well okay so talk about the the, the uh the aquatic ape theory that well and that theory posits that humans evolved from whatever out of the water onto land and then evolved back into the water right that seems like a devolution to me it's it's really odd you know it really and, is. and actually i just Go ahead. I don't know. I, I learned something about the aquatic ape theory. It was first proposed in the 1800s uh, by a guy named Alistair Hardy, but a woman named Elaine Morgan no. in the 1970s. Oh, right. She wrote the book. A woman. She wrote the book. A woman that, wrote the book. And also wrote books like The Descent. Well, The Descent of Woman is her aquatic ape theory book. And I, I, man, I, Johnny, I told you on the phone that a woman wrote the Aquatic Ape book. Yeah. Okay. You've told me a lot of things on the phone. Yeah. Super, super uh, feminist. Oh, oh. I don't know. She, oh, I don't like this theory anymore. It's feminist. She looks like an old dude. Well, well, I mean, all the old feminists are dudes. Right, right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, probably was. So, actually, based. Actually based or not. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm confused. All right. So well, her whole thing was that these mermaid societies were uh, were matriarchies and that men pretty much did nothing but maybe hunt. Right. The men hunted. And yeah, I don't I don't know about all that. But I mean, it's it's possible. It's completely possible. Like, again, we have not explored but 10 percent of the ocean's floors, according to I fucking love science. But anyways, well, yeah, and this kind of goes into what we've we've talked about this on several episodes. It comes up whenever Antarctica does. You know, I'm I'm leaning towards the possibility of there not even being an ice wall, or at least Antarctica not being the ice wall. No, yeah, you know, the ice wall not going 360. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it could it could be something very similar to like uh, Sturgio's moon map, where there's all these continents and oceans outside. Um, and if that's the case, there's even more possibilities sure. here with with merfolk that sure. can live under the ocean, uh, right? And under the sea, under the sea. I knew it was going to come up at some point. Eventually. Sorry. I mean, I'm sure somewhere there's a Jamaican crab. Right. Oh, man. Jamaican crab. Delicious. Anyhow. Um, so we did murder people. Man, a lot, a lot well, of the bitches out there be looking like Ursula. <laughs> Unfortunately, thanks to the American oh. diet. Yeah, shit yeah. ain't right. There are more Ursulas than Ariels in society nowadays. Unfortunately, yeah, they yeah. they eat too many too much Captain D's. Oh, nobody goes to Captain D's. I've much like Burger King. I've never seen a car in a parking lot at a Captain D's. Yet there are two Captain D's near where I live. They just closed the last one near me. I, I I've I mean, never I, seen I just, a car. I made a pun but, again. Yeah, I've never seen a car in a parking lot at a Captain D's or Burger King. Yet somehow these things are open. That's the only people that I've theory. seen working at Captain D's have mental, like they're they're slow. <laughs> That's the food city near me. What, what about long? What about Long John Silver's? What are your What's your experience with Long John Silver's? Um, they used de- to have they used to have them like all depend- over the place, but I, I, have, I haven't seen a Long John Silver's in. 10 there years. is one. There is one near our post office box. Up there. Hmm. There's not one in this entire area anymore. Uh, there's one, right? One. And again, Maybe never, seen a, car, never seen a car in their parking lot ever. Have no idea how they're open. I don't want to order anything from there because I don't know how old their food is. You know. Ugh. Yeah. Blech. Anyhow, all right. They're moving probably, moving along. Uh, the mer people now getting into mer folk talk and stuff. There are all kinds of under the sea legends. There's Atlantis. There's Lemuria. There's Mu. There is the Coral Castle, uh, which we have been asked to talk about for several seasons now. The Coral Castle in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. We should we should do an episode. That's just mysteriously built, strangely. Like out of nowhere, built with nothing. Some old guy built it by himself, apparently. Wasn't it like a Latvian dude, supposedly, in like the 1800s? I, I, maybe. I don't know. I have to look. I have to look. It's in this. Miami. It's oh god. All right. Yeah. But still, like I'm, I'm looking at pictures of this thing again because I actually, I actually looked at this like a few weeks ago. I want to say, but yeah, very, very strange. It just kind of appears. Right, but also, um, you know, Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu, underwater cities. Let's talk about that for a second. So, when we when we look at places like okay, Atlantis, and let's take Mu, right? Mm-hmm. Mu in the Pacific, the motherland of man. Right. Um, you know, those were distinctly above ground or above water at one point civilizations. Yeah. Yes, at one definitely. point, yeah, beautiful, like high tech civilizations for the times. Yeah, when we talk about antiquitech, I mean antiquitech comes from these civilizations. Um, right. And Atlantis specifically, we know, was founded by the uh, giant sons of the Titan Atlas. So you can think of that as Nephilim kings. Um, so giants 
you could say elves. Um, you know, my theory is they were destroyed in the flood, maybe a little bit after. I don't know. I would say I would say in the flood. Um, well, wouldn't they have to? I mean, we, going biblically, wouldn't they have to have been destroyed in the flood and not after, unless there was a second incursion, like right after the flood? Yeah, I would say because these seem to have been the pinnacle of of their respective time periods. Mm-hmm. So I would say they had they would have had to have been destroyed pre flood or in the flood. Because pre flood, remember, you've got at least a millennium biblically of you know these giants running free reign, killing right, right. humans and each other. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, I mean, that's that's where probably literally all of the lore comes from for that one period. So, and you know, I, not to bring up cape shit stuff, but in the Marvel Comics universe, oh, but you're going to anyway. Countries, the, the two undersea countries that were at war were the human-looking Atlanteans and the fish-people-looking Lemurians. Right. Right. So they, you know, it's it's sort of like. It's sort of dropping certain. It's sort of using pop culture to drop certain things, yeah, from, from our past in there. But also implying that Lemuria was fish people. Well, okay. So th- this is actually what I wanted to to kind of get into. So okay. these societies were sunken and destroyed, but we see a lot of. In their aftermath, mythologically, historically, we see a lot of uh, amphibious, like serpent peoples. Uh, I would say, realistically, these people were probably more serpentine than, you know, perfect-looking humans. After all of this, if they had, had adapted perfectly to the water, um, I mean, like, do we think that these civilizations could have? I don't know if they're genetic experiments to begin with would they then have just continued their civilization beneath the waves? Like the Nagas or something like they're, well, that's the thing is yeah, like, the if, if they in were, India. well, if they were genetic manipulations to begin with, and they started their own civilization underneath the water to begin with, like if there were, you know, aquatic peoples before all of this happened, um, yeah, absolutely. They would continue their, their way of life. You know, they would continue their civilization. They would continue their evolution of their civilization. Um, and who's to say that they're they're not there now? We don't know. You don't know that. You don't know that yeah. there's not mer people. Shut up. You don't know. I don't care. If you don't believe in the Holocaust, then you can't just say that mer people don't exist. Yeah. Listen here, Bugnat. I don't care if you're like a junior bug gnat who just kind of started coming along to the JQ or if you're the king of the fucking bug gnats and your polo shirt and your megaphone. Um, dude, we're all conspiracy theorists. Fucking stop it. Yeah, stop splitting hairs. The end. Uh, Anyhow, um, as far as this goes, man, I mean, there are enough... There is enough lore, there is enough mythology, there is enough um, history, historical references to people from the sea, to people under the sea, to where um, likely at some point there were likely humanoids in or around under the water. And I don't want to bring it up again because it's in the realm, I mean, it is in the realm of fiction, but we all... No Lovecraft, there seems to be more than meets the eye. Yes. 
you know, his his Innsmouth folk and the the peoples from the South Pacific that they originated from, you know, that that civilization was it the people of Dagon or is that Cthulhu's people? Uh, uh, Dag- Dagon, Dagon was, was a was something worshipped. Yeah, Dagon, Dagon was, was something worshipped, but the people, the people of, of Dagon, these civilization. Um, I don't think they're well. The same. I think in, D- in Dagon, it's just a guy. It's a guy that was trying to escape a vessel, and he he ended up on he ended up on like a part of the bottom of the sea that had been brought to the surface, right? And that's when he saw like a giant fish monster. Right, but that was right. a whole well, part of a civilization that was under the sea that was brought up to the surface. Right, and like yeah. the Innsmouth folk, you know, they returned to the sea eventually. Like the the narrator, they returned to the sea, uh, implying that there was something to return to, like a civilization. Exactly. To them to go to. Yeah. I can't. I cannot remember for the life of me if it isn't if they were in service specifically to Dagon or to <sighs> whoever. I'm not. But I'm, deep, I don't have my. Ones. I don't have. I don't ones, have my library in front of me. I can't look it up. I know the deep ones are the civilization. Yes. Yes. So, uh, what what do we think about that? I mean, these these horrific. Well, I mean, very amphibious. I mean, reptilian type m- peoples. Every civilization has a, a story of amphibious and aquatic peoples. So, I mean, there is an ancient history there. There's something there. There has to be something there. I don't. I don't. I mean. Oh, I was, whether it's I'm Nephilim, sorry, Reinhardt, I was conflating. I was conflating the story Dagon with the Dagon people from uh, from Africa. Is oh yeah, your, no, is the Dagon people from Africa are just like worship a fish god. Yeah, but like yeah. they, but according to them, like the fish people came up out of the ocean to give them knowledge. Yes, and so, and, and right. Uh, so the Mer people, the Atlanteans, they came from the the the, the serious star system and they came from a star that is not visible to the naked eye it's not visible to the naked eye it's only supposedly visible to through uh a high-powered telescope but like they but where they, how, pull, they where, didn't have telescopes the back then people, where the dagon people say that that star is in the serious star system is is where they found a star later on so like that the knowledge that they had of where that star was supposed to be came before the actual discovery. And that's right. What the, that's what the spoopy thing is about the Dagon. people. Right. Is the that serious. they predicted, they predicted the star showing up basically. Correct. Yeah. They, they predicted an angel out in the firmament. <laughs> sure. Sure. However, uh, however you want to look at it. If in fact, if in fact that story is to be believed, you have to remember right. all of these stories uh, are presented people, to us. Yeah, this, this, uh, all, this all comes from that book, Journey to Silly, uh, Sirius, which a lot of people have said is, you know, quite like Zechariah Sitchin. It's Sitchin-esque. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all right. It um, was a very interesting read whenever I read it 10 years ago, and I still own it. But yeah, you, you know, just fine. keep it kind of in the realm of the interesting, but you're not going to, you know, throw all your eggs in that basket. Well, you guys have seen, you guys have seen my bookshelves. I have a lot of books. Like if I believed every book on my bookshelf, I would like my head would have exploded years ago. I know. Yeah, There would be a lot of contradicting information. There's, there's like that too. There are books that if I go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in, in that eight count, there are, you know, six books that completely contradict each other. Like I would, my head would have exploded. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like you're allowed to read 
things and not necessarily agree with them. I mean, you're allowed to know things and not agree with them. It's really weird how you're allowed to read information and garner information into your brain and parse information and come up with your own theories on things and not necessarily believe everything that you read. But you can still talk about it. It is pretty crazy, isn't it's it? It's crazy. It's wild. It's like it's, wild. it's like having guests on the show. You know, we don't. Oh, though we've had some pretty awesome guests this season. We've you had, know, we don't have to agree with every single thing. One we've of had our some, we, dude. We, we've had many, many awesome guests. Okay, we don't agree with all of them. We we may not agree with any of them. You don't know that. We do, but you know what? Uh, that's that's for me to know and you to find out. But however, uh, we don't necessarily agree with every guest that comes on our show. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. Maybe we agree 100% with every guest that comes on our show. And we are, in fact, mentally retarded weirdos. No, that's not true. It, it, would, it would... Dude, the pharmaceutical... If the paranormies actually believed everything we talked about, the pharmaceutical industry could retire right this second. Oh, I mean, the pill, they can. The pill. I mean, they, yeah, they already can. But the amount of pills. I, I we mean, have I have, have, I have my own thoughts of what should happen with that industry. But yeah, I, they should retire. Not, they should broadcast. They should retire right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's a that's a uh, that's nice an interesting it. verb. It's not exactly the verb I, I would use. I know it's not. You know, I, I know I, it's I, not. I, and I you like, know that I know. I like you know, dogbot. You know that I know that I know that you know that you know that I know that that's not the verb that you know that I know that I know that you know wouldn't have used. So. I mean, it's remotely a, it's like one of the last synonyms you could possibly uh-huh. use uh-huh. for exactly. something you're not going to say on this program. Absolutely. I, I, so, yeah, I guys. So, about, like, right, right, right. So, uh, 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 also under the I realms mean, I call, of things, I called Jason Momoa a tranny on this episode. So, like, you did. I, I, well, it, did you? Crash. So, so you're saying Sam Hyde's tranny? No, I, I didn't go there. Uh, I, I think Sam Hyde is a uh, but, very interesting entertainer. No, Sam Hyde, Sam Hyde is a very I, interesting entertainer, the, but Sam Hyde and Jason fact, Momoa are very similar looking at this particular moment in history. The fact that Adam Kinzinger, Kinzinger or whatever that faggot congressman, that the fact that he fell for Sam Hyde being the ghost of Kiev and tweeted it out, the, like that is that is some that really top tier Very, stuff. very meta trolling. Yes. Right, like, but, but Sam Hyde had nothing to do with it. Yes, he did. For the fact that yes, his he did. Face, no, yes, he his did. Face he started was, it six years ago. Okay, I mean, like, no, th- he was not personally involved with that series of events. At other that than his point, face was at that point, on, though, you could probably pilot's body. You could probably Kevin Bacon your way back to him, though. I always hated the six degrees to Kevin Bacon thing. I, I always thought that was like a gay way for people to be overly invested in pop culture. Um, no, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Kevin Bacon. It can be anything. That's just like the, that's the nomenclature. That's the, that's the nomenclature of the game. Man, how do we get from mermaids to Kevin Bacon? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know, but John can John Candy was in splash, right? Oh, do I love John Candy? Yeah, John but Candy. Summer he wasn't rental. funny in Splash. Summer rental. He was like the concerned trolling friend of yeah, Tom Hanks. He was. He was like, he was. hey, I think, I think, I think you and this tranny, well, you and this tranny should not get together. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, he's like, I don't think you and this this humanoid should be together. 
Anyway. And Tom Hanks is like, you're just jealous that I'm with this lantern-jawed, straight clavicle tranny. Six-foot-three tranny. Right. Yeah. Look, man, mermaids are just Amazonian. No. 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 Look, they've already all been taken away. Okay, stop it. Just let's not. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do mermaid stuff. Yeah, so, so the horrifying thing about mermaids. Aside, okay, so aside from mermaids, like there's other stuff that goes on under the water. What about Kelpies? Like what? Ooh. What about those other things? What? Kelpies sounds like a slur for poor Irish people. (laughs) (laughs) For poor Irish kids that live down the beach. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Kelpies. Fucking Kelpies always (laughs) around my car. God damn it. Oh, God. I can't leave any change in the center console. (laughs) Not with the fucking Kelpies. (laughs) Right? Freaking Kelpies everywhere. The Kelpie bill. They're like gypsies. They're like, they're like, you know, they're like pikeys. I was about to say pikeys. So, all right. So, beso- so yeah, what are kelpies, Reinhardt? Kelpies are basically water horses. Uh, so they they actually are uh, spirits. They're aquatic spirits. They can change their shape, but they most most usually appear in the shape of a horse. Um, and they typically haunt bodies of water, um, and not not just like coastlines, but also rivers and streams. Um, and what they do. They will typically appear to young people, children, you know, young men or women, uh, and they will uh, drag them away. They will take them on their back and they will run out to the water um, or into a river and drag them, drag these people down and consume them. So very similar to a mermaid, actually. I I always thought that that was um, a fuka. You know, like from uh, like from Irish lore. Uh, may, maybe we're talking about maybe it's a similar thing for a similar phenomenon. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, given given the similarities between you know uh, Scottish, Welsh, English, and Irish. Yeah, I guess folklore. I guess I guess the proximity isn't too far apart. I, I, you know, for them at the time, I definitely think that they, they you know, they're probably like, no, we call it this. <laughs> yeah. You know, all right. Well, we call it this. <laughs> go, go back to semantics. Wales, son of a it's bitch. Semantics. Nationalist semantics. Yes, that's right. Um, but yeah. So Kelpies, grammar Nazis um, and national semantics. What? I said grammar Nazis and national semantics. Yes. Hello? Yeah? Okay. Mermaid semantics. Uh, oh, I thought, I, th- I thought you guys were going to continue talking there for a second, but uh, apparently not. Hi, guys. Oh. Wow. I'm going to cut that, that part out. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to leave your awkward silence in there. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kelpies all throughout like the British Isles in one form or another... Uh, very similar to like the in Slavic folklore, there's the uh, Rusalka or Rusalki that are like cursed female spirits that basically yes. do the same thing. Well, they're like they're 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 like angry harpies or angry sirens. 
Anger right? nymphs, yeah. Nymphs, yeah. Ang- yeah, well, yeah, there you go. They're not uh, very attractive looking. Right, but that's the, the difference no. between the, Ris- the Rasalkis and the nymphs. Their nymphs are usually attractive. These Rasalkis are not. Well, Rasalki are usually the spirits of a, uh, a female that has been drowned. Ah. That has been, um, has been murdered well, there or you go. drowned in the water. Which would yeah. explain the difference. Right. Um, so they are not, they only become spirits after they've died. Um, so mm. definitely a little bit different than the, you know, birthed spirits, I guess you could say, of like a nymph or I guess a Kelpie. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? They also look like they have more of a body of a seal instead of like the the tail fin of a mermaid. They're like, I mean, they're like yeah. seal people. Uh, what is some this? cultures, are you talking about... Oh, what? Wait, are you talking about Kelpies or Rusalki? Both, I think. Okay, I thought Rusalki so, were were distinctly female in appearance from head to toe. No, well, I'm just saying they're, they're gross. They look more like seals instead of like having the body of a mermaid. They're seal type mm. freaks. Well, yeah, and the, the Kelpies, you know, they've got more of a a fat like a manatee tail than a long, slim mermaid. Well, what about what about fin folk? The fin folk, I think, are more akin to what we're talking about. Whether it's mermaids with fishtails, or we're talking about like aquatic humans, um, and they actually are more in line with the, I guess you could say, the appearance of like sea elves. Yes, uh, they actually they, look they're, they're very elfish looking. Yes, uh, yeah. resembling humans but built like elves. Um, they are well. They don't necessarily. They don't necessarily have the uh, the fishtail. No, many times they're depicted with human legs, um, unless they're females. You know, men. Yeah, the female fin folk tend to be mermaids. Mm-hmm. And the men are well, like men. they're men in appearance, right? Um, which I think that's that's an interesting one. Like, why why are the females the the mermaids? I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just mermaids themselves are mm. specifically supposed to be female. The yeah. men are inherently different, right? Well, and the men if, are sorcerers. Yes, the men are sorcerers. The the females are mermaids, and they all live in a place called Finfolkahim, which is their suffix "heim" is very similar to the Norse "heim." So, uh, Heim. Ha- I, I, I automatically yeah. went to Jewish. Sorry. Heim. Yeah. Yeah. Heim. <laughs> Niffel, like Niflheim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you have Eiffelheim, Eiffelheimer, excuse me, the home of the Alfar or the elves located where the bottom of the sea. Yep. Yeah. Alfheimer. This one's interesting. Yeah. This one's interesting too. The you guys know the island of High Brazil, right? Yes, off the coast off, of Ireland. Off the coast of Ireland, like west, about five hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. That's, High Brazil, the island that does not exist. The right. island does not exist. Disappearing but island. It, the disappearing island, but that on the actual flag of the the state of Brazil, the blue with the the curve over it is the map of High Brazil. I always thought that was pretty interesting, and I wondered too if if that could be connected to. And this was years ago before you know I was even on this show. Was I thought if if High Brazil was not disappearing and then reappearing over the water, but maybe going under the water 
and coming back up. I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. I don't know what to say about I, I, like with the high Brazil and Brazil being where Brazil is and the mat and the, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the tie-ins are to be honest. Um, well, not even tie-ins to, to the country that we know is Brazil, but just the idea that it, it this could be like a, a merfolk kingdom that just comes up out of the water every few hundred years. So one of one, one weird one weird tie-in. Uh, do you remember the Rendlesham base incident where the guy touches the the craft in the forest? No. The you have to jog my memory. Rendlesham base UFO incident where where uh, the 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 Royal Air Force base where the the American GIs or the the Air Force guys. Uh, find a craft in the forest and one of the guys touch it like you know they see like these markings on it and the guy that touched it uh he said for years he had these binary numbers that were that were just mm. going through his head all the time right and he decided to write them all out and uh what the the there was a message and part of the binary message that was in his head is the coordinates for where on old maps if you if if you were to look at old maps and then and match them up with current maps, are where High Brazil would appear. Hmm. Hmm. I remember now part of it, but I definitely don't remember the High Brazil connection. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, I forgot what everything said in the message, but part of it was coordinates, and when you look at the coordinates on a map, it is where high Brazil appears on certain old maps. Interesting. Hmm. Um, and I know, I know the guy claimed like when he touched it, he could hear just a lot of really crazy sounds as well. Um, kind of similar to the bloop in a lot of ways. Oh, know, a the lot bloop. of animals we we, talking at once. We never talked about the bloop. Oh, I don't think we did. No, we didn't. You want to hit that real quick before we go? I mean, Absolutely. Like, what this is all yeah. about. Okay, so the bloop, the bloop was a sound that came out of the ocean that nobody had ever heard before. No acoustic recording tracking person um, had ever heard. Um, they think it was organic in nature, but they don't know where it came from. It doesn't sound like a whale. It doesn't sound like a dolphin. Doesn't sound like anything organic they've ever heard before. But it definitely sounds organic. Well, and I think right? I think the bloop, uh, uh, the way that they explained it away was that it was a glacier off the coast of Antarctica. Well, that's what they but that's that, what they eventually explained it as, right? I, yeah, I, I mean the bloop is really, I mean the bloop is real, right? Well, like, according to well, according to the mockumentary, the bloop is real. So I have a link here, Johnny. <laughs> if you want to pull it up real quick, they've got a ten second clip of the bloop is it Ooh, let's play the bloop okay let's see what we got here let me pull this up let's play the oh from noah.gov all right let's see what happens where is the bloop 10 seconds of listen to the bloop here we go one more time 
One more time. Everybody pay close attention. All right, that was it. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? What was was that a was that a fart underwater? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Reinhardt, we're being fucking trolled. Like that's literally somebody farting into a microphone underwater. Hazard, is that you? Like. Anyway, <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, taking it way back. But anyway, um. Dude, that's the phoniest. I've never heard the bloop. I always thought it was something else. That's the gayest. I do. I have to say, I'm I'm very extremely disappointed in the United States military right now. If that's even the the actual. No, this is the NOAA.gov, dude. This is OceanService.NOAA.gov. This is Why literally the lie? bloop. This is literally the bloop, which was taken off the coast of Antarctica. You mean off the coast of some islands that they yeah, call right, Well, yeah, right, 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 right. But did you hear the bloop? Like literally a fart underwater. Oh, my God. Dude, they are yes, fucking with us so badly. Okay. They are fucking with us. Fart. They are fucking with us so badly. I, I can't even like. Is that is that the brown note underwater? It. Uh no the the brown no, note under, the brown note would have caused all the sharks to shit if themselves. The Navy, if the Navy sent a sonar like pulse while you're swimming, and then you shit in your swimsuit and no you leave, you, no and you your leave entire a, body would be gone if that happened, <laughs> and you leave a floater for everyone to see in the pool. Y- you would be the floater. Well, yeah. I mean, hey. If you leave a floater in the pool, you might as well be the floater itself anyway. Like, nobody will want to be you'll, your persona non grata at the pool for yeah, that I point guess. forever. Yes. Um, your buddy showed up in the chat, Dogbot. Anyway. I know. Yeah. I, I, um, whatever. Look, look, having chats is fun, but also tiresome. Like, mm-hmm. No, we have like you know, Reinhardt has the Ape Mountain chat. Dogbot doesn't have his comments open. Uh, That's for I, I. Hey, but I opened my reactions recently. <laughs> oh, did you? And and I am allowing every reaction. All right, all right. Not just so. I'm not like some people who are cowards. Not and some not, leaving not negative some, reactions. Open. Not some people who wear midgets around their neck. Listen, I I don't huff my own farts. I let everybody smell them in the area. So so we can make the blooper reaction. Is there a fart emoji? Is reaction? it what? The blooper reaction. What are you talking about? Bloop. Uh, the bloop reaction. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Um, that seemed really underwhelming to me. Was anybody else underwhelmed yeah. by that? Uh, yeah, it's not what they played on the mockumentary. No, on the no. mockumentary, it sounded like like an orchestra of sounds, you know. Yeah, it was like Which, an orchestra of vocal vocalizations yeah. that, you know, that uh, I, that's actually pretty interesting audio. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Also, yeah. Go ahead, right now. Which I, I would believe one hundred percent that called the Navy, Noah, whoever has found has heard those sounds. Sure. More than this being just this unidentified anomalous thing discovered in 1997 that wasn't even identified until like 15 years later. 
And then they just yeah, call how it the iceberg. fuck do you identify a sound fifteen years later? How well it's not even that. How do you how do you look at it fifteen years later and you're like, Oh, that was an iceberg. Right. It was totally an iceberg slipping apart. It was calving. No calving. Had that thought before. That iceberg was calving. See right there? You can see where the thirty seven ton chunk of ice slid off to the east. Anyway. Because of climate change. Because because George Floyd couldn't breathe. Oof. I mean, right. technically, he still can't. <laughs> you are right. When you write, you're That's right. It's true. You write, Ron. You write. You write. All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we are going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you all for joining us. See you guys Tuesday on Pilled D Live and Odyssey for the live Nationalist Inquirer. Tune in to the Nationalist Inquirer over the next couple of weeks. We have a surprise for you. Um,. We have a creepy pasta. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did one about uh, like for. I did like a D and D one. Okay. Well, Dogbot has C- the creepy pasta covered. Sea peoples. Dogbot has the sea peoples creepy pasta covered for us this week. My allergies are killing me. If you guys haven't heard me <laughs> on the breathing, uh, dude. I don't know what came into Bloom, but there's a reason why they call this place the worst state. It has is, like is, many is reasons. Is it because you ate Skyline Chili? No, I refuse. I refuse. The other day, the other day, everything was closed except uh, Steak and Shake and Skyline Chili, and I said, "Fuck it!" And I went to Steak and Shake. You didn't want to have it three ways. I did not. I don't like cinnamon in my chili. The end. I don't know if I'll ever have it in my life. Don't, don't you? You're, I, I don't you're know, literally, like you're I'm literally not missing. Stuck in at the state of Ohio. I think, I, I think I will have memed myself into at least trying it. You are literally not missing anything. Anyhow, except the giant serpent mounds. All right. Well, yeah. Well, that's not. Right now, we're talking about chili. I mean, I, I might after I eat it, I might be leaving. Ah! <laughs> See, I was actually setting him up for that. Yeah, I one. know you were. That's why I hate you guys. All right. We're going to get out of here. We will see you guys on Tuesday on the live stream. Later. Time travel makes you gay. Finally. God. Dogithium Bodicus, the kobold crusher, the genocider of goblins. The Cancellor of Harpy Lines of Credit. Many tales of his adventures have been told by bards far and wide the continent-wide stench dungeon. He once held a mirror to a beholder and convinced him to sign up for a gym membership because he's a fat. He's also convinced an ogre for a change to maybe not eat 20 Big Macs. He's not a fan of the fat fat, fat monsters. But he's also not a fan of the awful, awful, awful sea devils. So, DB has been on a long trek trying to find a secret treasure chest full of red starbursts. He wants red starbursts. After the cataclysm, that's the thing that he's been looking for the most. That's the thing he misses the most, is red starbursts. It's kind of silly. 
But that's what he wants. So, it's his trek. It's his journey. Welcome to his journey. It takes him to a far-flung corner of the continent-wide stench dungeon. In his mecha panzer, he was running low on energy, and he geolocated a leyline nexus. The leyline nexus, where he can recharge the mecha panzer, was next to a village of locals who had a lot of information to share about goings-on at a dilapidated water park. The water park had become a den for an awful, awful creature called the Sahuigan, or Sahuigan, or Sahuigan. Well, he hates pronouncing that word, so he just goes by their nickname, Sea Devils. It's a lot easier to just say Sea Devils, but sometimes people get really bent out of shape on pronunciations, so, you know, let's just say Sea Devils. Sea devils are nasty creatures. They're fishmen. They're covered with fins and scales and gills. They kill humans for sport. They can see underwater for great, great distances. Uh, the typical sea devil is blackish green on the back, shaded to green on the belly. Their fins are black. Their great staring eyes are deep, shining black. And the women are completely indistinguishable from the men. So, a lot of mischief really occurs with that. Their origins are typically unknown, but it has been heard from Tritons that they were once originally sea elves. The sea devils had been accumulating in the rundown water park, and at night they travel up the river to attack the struggling villagers, stealing their children, their food, burning their supplies. The villagers have offered to fully stock DB's supplies and make sure that his mecha panzer gets fully charged if he is able to wipe them out entirely, which is something that he is very inclined to do. DB takes his mecha panzer to the dilapidated water park and using its uh, technologies, he can tell by their body signals that they have accumulated in the lower levels closest to the sea. It's too, it's too messy just to use the rail guns on top of the mecha panzer, so he's going to have to go in and make a surgical strike. When he gets out of his mecha panzer, he lifted his cowl to his mesh armor and adjusted the settings on his mask, which is adorned with the teeth of slain jackals and other various lycanthropes. He checked the levels for the local water park's toxicity and began hearing the voice of that one Albanian singer, or was it an Armenian singer? Armenian, because of that thunderstorm during the Armenian Genocide concert clip on YouTube. Yeah, the guy was Armenian. But anyways, he was hearing that song in his head for some reason. The guards at the entryway were easy to dispatch. High stealth mode and a few precision blades launched from a wrist gauntlet. A low drumming and chanting became audible after entering through the dilapidated lobby. The crumbling statues of a long-forgotten mascot. The remnants of consumer goods strewn out and about. The specter of happiness. Just a mist in the twilight. Dreams long dead. That was a Godflesh song from the album Street Cleaner. He remembered shoplifting that cassette from a head shop run by greedy Arabs. That didn't matter. 
it was time to dispatch a brood of sea devils. When he entered the chamber, he was overwhelmed by the impenetrable stench. It was worse than a vaguely calming goth e-girl's bathroom in her apartment. There will be no elaborating on that, but believe you and me, you know it smelled crazy in there. DB threw a pulsing flash grenade in the air, and he could truly see what was going on. Hundreds of sea devils moaning and writhing around a giant jade megalithic statue of a fish man. The flash grenade turned the chorus of moans into high-pitched shrieks of terror, because sea devils hate the light. DB opened fire with his dual railgun rifles, unloading and exploding fletchets at a blistering pace, while the throng of unholy worshippers caught on to what a murderous frenzy was occurring. At that point, it was time for the concussion bombs that he tossed into the remaining throng. Narrowly escaping the collapsing structure behind him, he caught a final glimpse of a killer whale and a penguin mascot waving at him. And for some reason, he waved back. <laughs>